Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Happy Friday. We made it. Woohoo. Welcome to episode 181, I think. Let me double check that. Yes, my notes say 181 for Friday, the magical day. The magical day, Friday, October 15th. We are right in the middle of October. Does everyone have their Halloween costumes picked out? I surely hope so. Someone in the Reddit live stream, let's do a little experiment, okay? Somewhere in the middle of the show, maybe before mailbag, let's do remind me, and I'm going to mess with these audio filters, etc., etc. Let's see if we can get the live stream just sounding perfect. All right. Or maybe this is a dumb idea, and maybe I should just do this over a weekend. We should do a faux stream. You guys in the comment section, let me know. Now, you Spotify listeners, the podcast is going to sound A-OK really at all times. It's going to sound just like it always does. The adjustments we've made to our show are only on the Reddit side. So you Spotify guys, hang tight. Don't worry about a thing. Sit back and enjoy the the uh enjoy the show oh god now it's a high-pitched humming says sofa 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 we'll run it you know what we'll do here's what we'll do i'm gonna run a test show sometime over the weekend we're gonna get to the goddamn bottom of all the audio woes which frankly i'm not so sure how woe-ish it really is all right We've had, let's call them challenges, minor tweaks. I like to believe, maybe I'm totally off base, but I like to believe that still, apples to apples, we kick the shit out of just about every other live streamer on Reddit. Now, I might be lying to myself. Audio only, oh, the the hum only picks up when I talk. It's a ball buster. It is a ball buster. I could go into some sort of explanation on what's going on, but I'm not an audio engineer. And anyone in my fan base who is an audio engineer will just smell a rat and get all frustrated and will uh, turn me off. So anyway, happy Friday. You know, uh, what in the hell am I going to talk about today? Oh, before I, I wanted to tell you a little story that I just thought was kind of interesting. It's made me contemplative. I like to contemplate. And before I do, I just want to announce that speaking of testing things, speaking from test uh, of testing things, we ran some test Twitch feeds yesterday we did two yesterday now the first one from an audio perspective was apparently pretty a-okay it was the bee's knees but uh, the video was very pixelated I used uh, one platform I'm a I can't tell you the technology I'm using is so off the charts it's so many apps it's so many devices it's fucking nuts I I left Vincenzo in the dust I'm I'm certain that there's no way that his, uh, I don't know if he's eating too much of that red food dye or what the hell's going on. Playing too many video games. I don't know what it is. I think we're past. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to invite him into the 
into this rat's nest of a technology setup at this point. It's so jumped the shark. But anyway, we did one Twitch stream. The video was very pixelated, which I can't have that. I work so hard on my appearance, people. You know, all the all the uh, skincare regimens that I do. Uh, I want it to look crystal clear. So now we tried a different platform on the second go around, and I think it looks great. Amber, Amber gives me very good advice. Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Good advice, Amber. Good advice. Music keeps only coming on when you talk. That's got to be totally annoying. It sounds horrible. All right, I'm I'm doing an audible. Doing an audible. Uh, all right, so let's see. I'm going to... Let's see. That's going to be the noise gate. That's going to be the noise gate. The two filters are noise gate and compressor. I am now so fed up with the feedback that... I just have to... I have to do something. Now, it's gonna... There's gonna be quite a buzz when I do this. The the ever-familiar buzz will come right back. Are you guys ready? Is everyone ready? Good morning, Salty. Is everyone ready? Welcome to the Big Diesel uh, Monkeys with his audio on a live stream. Uh, live stream. It's... It's everything I ever dreamt of for a Friday. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here goes the noise gate. Get ready for it to hum, but it's not going to cut in and out. Boom. Are you sure you want to remove the noise gate? Yes, I am. Okay, people. Feedback now. Now there's no more noise gate. There's only a compressor. The music should be much more reasonable is my guess. Anyone still listening to this Botifi podcast? Bless you. I want you to send me a note. Actually, send me an email with some sort of code word. Let's see. What could the code word be? Uh, if you are listening on Spotify, it means you're just such a diehard. The code word could be diehard. Amber, you're such a dear. Such a dear. Anyway, the noise gate, that's, the hum should be back. Good Christ. Whatever. So Twitch, people. Twitch. I'm very excited to say this, this second test that we did, it was successful, I think. I think it went very well. Amber, Salty, Mammy was in the, in the thing, and uh, we had a good old time. Can now... Can you guys remember how in the world does someone go sign up to my Twitch? What am I like? Twitch.tv slash Chicago Tony V? I certainly hope so. If any of you smart people are, are willing and able, could you put the link in the live stream here so I could see what it is? Anyway. So what we're going to do with the Twitch thing, everybody, we're going to uh, go over there. Is it? Does it still sound air, air, airplaney? I can't believe I. 
I'm I'm gonna go listen to this after the fact. I'm probably gonna cry in my Cheerios. Anyway, we're going to go over to Twitch from time to time. We're going to do some fun stuff. We're going to tiptoe over there. Um, it is even Robo. We're going to twist Robo Kitty's arm and just just make her do it. And she said to me once, something like, uh, oh, God, another app now? And uh, to that I say, um, maybe. But I think you can just do it through a web browser, Robo Kitty. So not to worry. Anyway. Alright, I'm going to turn off this other filter since I've already nuked the whole show. Let's see. Filters. Here goes the compressor. Get ready. It's going to be nuked in 3, 2, 1. Boom. No compressor. So now we should be loud. But our hum should be back, probably. Here, let's turn off our music. Oh yeah, there's the hum. I see it. Does everyone see it? Now you guys can tell me how infuriating is that? My God, no one's going to be listening by the end of this thing. Who does this on a live show, monkey with their sound? Someone help me. That one guy screwed everything up. I think I can get it back to where it was here pretty quick. Hold on. All right. Tell me. It should be quieter. The hum should be gone. This should be kind of the way the show used to be. I'm that one guy says salty. You're the one guy that screwed everything up. It's weird. Salty, you were, you, we, it seemed like we had it sounding good yesterday, right? Sometimes you, sometimes you can't win for losing. Don't worry about it. Listen to me. Yes, Amber, there's a lesson in here. All right. So check it out. I, uh, I gotta, I wanted to share something with you just because I, I think it's interesting. I'm kind of an introspective dude. And, you know, stuff that happens in my life, it may, it uh, makes me go, hmm, you know. And so here's one of those things. Now, so I volunteer at my church here, here and there. I have found, by the way, maybe if there's any sort of nugget of goodness from today's show that's going to... Um, that's going to be payback for all the horse shit that I just put everyone through with all this audio stuff. It's maybe that I've, I've got a little nugget of life advice coming up in three, two, one. Okay, here it is. If you want to feel better about yourself and just, and, and the world, okay, what you do, what you do is you volunteer. You try and help someone. If you're sitting around just feeling like life sucks, it's not going my way, I'm a horrible person, whatever's going through your mind, just go help somebody, okay? That's a that's a secret. Now, I try to live by that a little bit. I have more, um, I have more uh, what? What would it be? I have more time 
than most people, right? Many people. And so I do this. I volunteer for church. Um, one of the things I do is I go, some of our parishioners, they're elderly. So like some of them, I'll go shop for groceries for them. Every once in a while, someone will reach out and maybe they have a main caregiver, but but they're going to be off for a while. So I, I go in and, uh, you know, babysit for a while. Nanshi3 agrees that what I say is true. That volunteering will help you be a happy person. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all for it. Big believer. Anyway, so I was recently, I was called upon to. There's a old Phil D. Lavore in our uh, in our parish. Uh, he's he's an old guy. I actually didn't know much about. It. I had never met old Phil, Philip. And so Plumber just followed me. That's weird. Plumber on, on Reddit. A plumber, I can't tell you how happy I am that you have reemerged. I'm just so pleased. Anyway, so Phil's daughter lives with him and cares for him. She's the main caregiver. Phil's in rough shape. He's elderly. And But she had to go do some stuff. So she called the church. Someone called me. And I go and... Uh, you know, hang out with old Phil. Amber, have a good day, dear. So I, I stop by Philip's place, you know, and there's a routine. It's just, it's just like babysitting a kid, right? You show up and the parents say hello and see you later. Well, in this case, because the it's role reversal, because the parents are now the children, you show up and the children says, oh, uh, Nice to see you. Uh, Phil can only watch uh, PG movies and uh, please blend his peas and carrots. He can't eat them whole because he'll choke. You know, whatever. It's just like babysitting, right? So the daughter goes off. So there I am with Phil. I had never met Phil, never even heard of old Phil DeLavore. And uh, you guys know me. I'm a personable person, right? So I'm, not, I'm never worried about watching a person. But I, one of the things I love about being around elderly people is that uh, you can learn stuff. They lived at a time where I didn't live. So I, I like to get into conversations about where, you know, what was it like? What did a loaf of bread cost? What did you do for fun? When you went out on a date, where did you take a girl? What did you do? So, but uh, in this case, old Phil was not very talkative because he's, uh, he had some sort of brain injury. Well, literally they told his daughter when she came back, she told me a little bit more about Phil. Uh, point in time wants to know how old am I? I'm 51 years old. Not happy about it, but I'm doing better than old Phil DeLavore. I'll tell you that. Anyway, so Phil was one of these fellas. He he was in rough shape. Okay, he's elderly, and he clearly uh, he had a brain, some sort of brain injury, maybe an aneurysm, maybe something where. But they had to, and this is explained to me. They they had to go in and do surgery on his brain at some point. I don't know how long ago this happened or what, but it was kind of uh, it's kind of stunning because. His, um, now he, where he was lucky as an old fella, 
as opposed to me. He had a full head of hair still. Full head of hair. It was kind of, it was real bushy. I mean, he's got to be at least be 80 years old, maybe older. And so it's pretty rare that he has a full head of hair. But then here's here's where he was, he kind of ran, ran out of luck a little bit. Is uh, this brain injury, they had to do surgery. Now, so when they where they went in which was kind of right through the top of his head kind of they did some sort of scorched earth procedure on his skull where i mean if i'm being totally honest i just think they mutilated this guy's the top of this guy's skull there's like a sideways rectangle that is no hair whatsoever full head of hair but then there's this like this landing strip on sort of the top side of his hair and it's a sideways rectangle can't miss it and i guess when i say scorched earth i really mean it like it it almost looks like they they cut them open in this big rectangular fashion i don't i don't know why they needed that much space to get in there i don't what do i know about brain surgery though to be totally honest and and then and then it's almost like they took a blowtorch and just burned the surface of this landing strip rep rectangle it's uh it, it's it's kind of like uh freddy krueger's skin right Right there, full head of hair, but then uh, sideways rectangle. Not not very, I mean, you can see right away. Old Phil's in rough shape. Something happened, it's in rough shape. It's unfortunate, but nice enough guy. And then uh, he had that uh, thing that some elderly people do. I don't know what it is, but you know how they will uh, bruise up easily sometimes? Like... So the whole, he was wearing a short sleeve uh, shirt, a golf shirt, which I was very, very pleased with. He looked pretty good, but he had this, like the entire side of his arm was purple, <laughs> like from above his elbow to down to his wrist was like purple. You know how the, the real elderly people can get just those amazing bruises, you know? So these are all signs that, uh, Phil is uh, in rough shape. So anyway, it turns out Phil was not very talkative because of this uh, whatever brain injury or condition he had, which is fine. It's a little sad. So, but I sat around with him. And of course, um, you know, you get to looking around. You're in these, you're in someone else's home and you'd get to looking at pictures and you, everyone, you know, there were pictures on the wall. There were pictures on the coffee table, a lot of pictures. And I'm seeing this, um, I saw all these uh, uh, athletic pictures, right, of like track and field. And I just, for some reason, I just thought to myself, uh, wow, Phil must have had a son that he's really, really proud of. That is, uh, seems to be quite accomplished. Some of these pictures were, you could tell it was at really big events. I don't, I did, I never saw like the Olympic rings or whatever. I don't think these were Olympic pictures, but uh, I mean, some really high end. Tank says, Tony, you have a huge heart. Thank you, sir. It probably is enlarged. No joke. Uh, anyway, so there's all these pictures and I'm just assuming, I'm just thinking there, oh, oh, I wish Phil could 
talk because I would love to hear. He'd probably love telling me about his son. You know how parents do that, right? They just, my son, you know, my son cured cancer, <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyway, we got through and uh, Phil's daughter came back from whatever she was doing. And we had a nice little chat and I said, oh, you know, it's again, it's just like when you babysit a kid. She came back. Was he OK? Did he eat all his whatever? You know, did he go to the bathroom? It's hilarious, right? But I just got to talking about this pictures. I says, uh, oh, like, a, uh, do you have a brother that's like a track and field? It seems like Phil is very, he must be very proud. There's pictures of this glowing just chiseled adonis person everywhere she goes oh th that's phil that's my dad so what the hell that's phil that was him he was the adonis glowing athlete he was like uh he was like out of a comic book you know chiseled there there there's pictures of him like uh pole vaulting and uh, uh, jumping hurdles and all this stuff. And she told me the, because I had said like, that's not Olympics. And she told me what the games were. And I can't, I can't remember, maybe like Pan Am games or something. Like it was, a, it was big. It was like an international thing. This guy was this tremendous athlete. Looked like a million bucks. Could have been, could have been right on like GQ magazine way back in the day. I mean, these were old pictures, but it was so weird seeing that person who's who was in such good shape. Tip top. Worldwide tip top. This dude's competing against athletes worldwide. And there I see the pictures right there. And then I can look. And here Phil has the rectangular uh, uh, scorched earth landing pad on his on his skull he tips into his dresser just a little bit and his whole th side of that body turns purple and he's just very very frail and I, it kind of freaked me out and I have these moments I've been very open I think I said yesterday something about uh, I said something about how I've not I've not taken very good care of myself and you know the people around me are amazed I'm like the I think I said I'm like the Keith Richards of food, right? People have been predicting my death for years just because of how poorly. So I'm sitting there with Phil and I learn this and I see he was just tremendous. And then I look over to him and I, it's a, it's a shit show. He's a basket case, unfortunately. And I just say, oh my God, my, my days are numbered. Maybe it put the fear of God in me and, uh, who knows? Maybe I'll turn things around. I was a good boy again yesterday. No, no sugar, no, no carbs, all that stuff. Whatever. What a day. Anyway, let's see if uh, if any of uh, you goofballs would like to call in, feel free. Feel free. I'm gonna crack into the mailbag, and uh, I hope someone has maybe uh, learned a lesson from my story about old Phil DeLavore. I guess, I mean, our we got to take care of ourselves, right? That's what the lesson is. At least that's what it was for me. 
That's what it was for me. Let's see what we have in the mailbag here today. Now, if someone does call, I hope I see it. I probably will. Seems like I usually do. Okay, people. Hold on. How are we looking? Let's see. First letter. Dear Tony, I saw you posted on Twitter the other day about how when you cut the head off of a snake, it can still bite you. This happened to my dad several years ago with a rattlesnake. Big problem, and I've been terrified of snakes ever since. So he cut the head off a rattlesnake and then it bit him later, huh? Uh, I find that most people are terrified of either snakes or spiders, but almost never both. Why is that? This is from Bobby from Lordsburg, New Mexico. Uh, that's a really interesting point. And yes, I posted that. I think I found that article on Reddit and I just, I threw it up on Twitter and I remember thinking, uh, oh, I might riff about this on the show whenever I did it yesterday, day before yesterday, and I never got around to it. But yeah, it doesn't seem fair, right? You chop the head off a snake and it can still bite you and put venom in you. That's BS. I guess so the message is be careful. But this is true. Your point of um, most people either they're terrified of snakes or spiders, but almost never both. I think that's true. So I am not afraid of spiders at all. But snakes, totally different story. I just do not like snakes. I'm like Indiana Jones. Don't like the snakes. So, And I don't know why that is. How are you guys? Are you guys snake people or spider people? Which are you afraid of? It seems to me like most ladies are afraid of spiders for some reason. Or if they're afraid of anything, it's spiders rather than snakes. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Tank says, my body is a temple. But, but, uh, but one of those temples in Thailand where the monkeys shit everywhere. <laughs> Oh, Tank, you have a gift. You know that? Now, Tank also says, I'm not a spider person. Does that mean uh, you're, you don't care for spiders? You'd rather not be in contact with a spider? Or does that mean you're not afraid at all? I hate snakes. Don't like to be around them. I don't even like to look at them when they're in a cage behind glass. Forget that. It's not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Let's see. Let's see what's next. Next letter. Dear Tony. Oh, you are a sly one, you devil. You are a, a pure romantic at heart. I just know it. I am binge listening to your podcast, and I swear you've got a mini little soap opera intertwined between your funny banter. My God, I love this letter so far. Uh, I think your pepperonis love you with all their hearts, and I predict that true romantic love will bloom forth from the live stream one of these days. Holy shit on a shingle. This letter is jam-packed with energy. My question is, if you were a, if you were a little bit spitten, smitten with one of the lady pepperonis, what would a first date look like? What sort of things would you do together? Thank you for all the fun you provide. This is from Willa. 
G Willa. I think that's W I L L A Willa. I, that what a beautiful name and what a beautiful letter. What a beautiful letter and what a beautiful concept. Love the idea that love would spring forth. I do sometimes find myself just uh, sort of in awe of what has happened through this show already. I've made so many dear friends, like people that I, I, I feel the need to be in contact with every day. Like, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, that sort of thing. Um, I love your positive vibe, Willa G. So what would a first date look like? I mean, uh, I, it totally depends. Now, I had a letter yesterday, I think. We were given a guy advice. Oh, yeah. He had a friend, a girl that was a friend. He wanted it to be more than a friend. And I was sort of uh, giving advice on, okay, well, here's what you do. I think it was like her birthday coming up or something. So if I had, if I were lucky enough to have a a a, a day, a first date with an with a pepperoni, with a bona fide pepperoni, I think first of all it would depend on who that is and where it is. Uh, you know, like I used Robo Kitty yesterday. Poor Robo, she's gonna have PS, P, PTSD after this someday from this show. Uh, I used her as an example, I think, yesterday. It's like, because it's got to be tailored to the person, right? So if it were Robo, definitely we'd be going to a steak joint, no doubt about it. Um, It would probably, because, uh, you know, whatever. She's low carb. I'm low carb. Together, we could be high octane. Anyway, or we'd go to a museum or... uh, I mean, she also is has a musical side to her, so who knows? We'd go to uh, like a Broadway musical or something like that. But I mean, let's say it's someone else. Let's say some other single pepperoni emerges and uh, <laughs> and well, who knows? But I mean, it would depend. Like if so, if someone else, uh, it just depends on what they who they are and what they like. I don't know. But uh, all I know is I just hope it wouldn't be. um, God, it's been so long since I've been on a date. Do those things, is that even still a thing these days? Do people actually still? I have no idea how how romance works anymore. I've been, uh, I'm like one of those collector cars that was parked in a barn decades ago. And there's like just pack rat nests uh in my intake manifold that paints quite a picture doesn't it speakeasy pod oh says uncle tony hey howdy hey speakeasy welcome to the show um it's funny how some people have uh started calling me uncle tony the who started that really is pixie from the uh next on stage one pixie also has a new podcast um, about podcasting, which I actually love. I've li- I think two episodes are up n- now. I've listened to both. Um, what in the hell is it called? It's podcast something with Pixie. 
Good God, you would think, well, let me look it up on my phone. But Pixie started calling me Uncle Tony. I think she's, uh, by the way, she, just for the record, in case anyone was wondering, uh, Pixie is uh, a beautiful, she's one of those beautiful inside and out people. Big time. Speaking of Pixie, I have the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast uh, teed up in my in my thing. In my podcatcher. I still think that's a weird term. I think it's Project Podcast. Let's see. Yes, it is. Project Podcast with Pixie is her other podcast. So maybe Speakeasy, you started calling me Uncle Tony maybe because you saw Pixie doing that. Now, I've also been Uncle Tony for a long time because of my nieces and nephews, who I love. So Tank uh, is fine with snakes, but just doesn't like spiders. Oh, and Tank also says, the dating question reminds me of the dating game. Bachelor number two, what would a first date look like? That's so true. That's so true. (laughs) And you're right, cauliflower crust pizza. I don't know. Yeah, Ro- yeah, Robo, you do need to watch yesterday's show because there, there, there was uh, a little. I'm, I'm proud of just a little moment. Uh, let's see if you can figure it out. I love Willa G's uh, spirit. You can just feel it coming through this letter, and it's funny. She's like, she's like listening to our show, like it's a soap opera. She wants to f- find out what happens with all our relationships. I think that's hilarious. Here's another one. Can you imagine? If I do this long enough, there's going to be just among, amongst a Pepperoni Nation, there's going to be a wedding, right? Some two pepperonis somehow are going to make a connection. If I can just stick with this, there's going to be a pepperoni wedding. How freaking fun would that be? I'll say this for the record. You guys will remind me later. If any two pepperonis get married, uh, I'll play at your wedding. Because I'm crazy. Now, if you have any sense to you, you wouldn't want that. But I'm saying if for some weird reason you do want it, boom. I'll I'll, I'll happily play uh, one of my Sister Marie songs for... Uh, For a lovely couple, whoever gets married. Now, I don't want someone to get inspired by this and just marry another pepperoni for the wrong reasons. Let's let's build a relationship to last, okay? All right, next letter. Dear Tony, random question for the Big Diesel. Do you have any hobbies that we don't know about? Like, what do you like to do on the side that maybe you haven't shared on the show before? This is from Alex S., um, let's see. That's an interesting question, Alex. What other hobbies that I, uh, that you don't know about? Let's see. I mean, to be honest, um, I spend a lot of my time <laughs> off the show for some reason. I still don't understand it. I spend a lot of my time trying to be trying to win the podcasting game. I don't know. It's like a puzzle to me that I feel the need to solve for some silly reason. So a lot of my time is spent, you know, doing stuff like, okay, how to, how does Twitch work? You know, et cetera, et cetera. 
how to promote the show. Um, <laughs> Tony's secret hobby is turning light switches on and off 23 times every time he leaves a room, says RoboCat. Isn't it weird to think that there's some people like that? That OCD thing just must be a horrible way to live. That must be so rough. Uh, but let's see, a, a hobby that maybe I haven't talked about much. I, you know, I've at times I've done a fair amount of fishing. I have uh, really quite a bit of uh, fishing tackles. I have fishing poles out the wazoo. And I go through these phases. So at times, fishing sounds like a really, really good idea. I was up in Michigan a couple years ago at, uh, God, some river. And uh, the locals, you know, one of the things you do is you you try and talk to locals about what do the fish like to bite. And uh, I remember there was a guy standing at the bank of the river and I got to talking to him and he was clearly a local. And he's like, spoons, you want to do spoons? That That's what these fish like, spoons. If you're not fishing with a spoon, you're not fishing, right? Well, I got kind of a hair up my ass for some reason. And I like fishing with uh, rubber worms like Sankos. Uh, I just have very, very good luck. It's sort of my specialty. And so the guy was like spoons. And I put a worm on there. And I mean, within, I would say, five minutes, probably maybe even sooner, but it, easily within five minutes, I had the most monster bass on the end of my thing with a rubber worm. And I just... How you like me now, Mr. Local, fishing with spoons? Um, did I mention your... I didn't mention your... Uh, oh, thank you, Tank, for reposting that because I saw that you posted it earlier. Okay, everyone. Tank's music homework... Question mark and the Mysterians, 96 tears. Tank, that is a great one. It's weird how there are songs, like, so I can hear that in my head now, right? 96 tears. But it's like, that's a song that I haven't heard and haven't thought about, I'm sure, for decades. I had to say it, Pod. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. I was just bouncing around, uh, I think interacting with you on Twitter just a little bit. Good to see you. Happy Friday to everybody. I, I hope this I hope this is uh, going to be a stellar weekend for everyone. I really hope so. I'm going to be doing more Twitch experimentation. What else am I going to be doing this weekend? I don't know. But it should be good. So fishing is a is a hobby that I would share uh, to Alex S to answer his question. Is there anything else? You know what I do a little bit of it. I don't do this enough to call it a hobby, but uh, every once in a while I will go find uh, these vintage uh, video game uh, arcades. They're kind of springing up. Like there's one nearby me, one or two nearby me. I I sort of like going into those places every once in a while. Bears-Packers game on Sunday, huh? Holy shit. Aaron Rodgers is looking damn good. I don't know how the guy does it. I don't know how he does it. And, and honestly, Robo's about to turn the channel. Sorry, dear. 
back in the Brett Favre years, too. I mean, that guy kicked the shit out of us so regularly. But for some reason, through the mid to late part of his career, it's like I became a fan. You know, it's like, well, the guy's great. What do you want? I mean, the guy's great. I'm kind of that place with Aaron Rodgers, too. He's kicked the ever-loving shit out of the Bears, just like Favre did. And uh, the guy's great. What can you say? I respect him. I tip my hat. I tip my Dobbs of New York hat to that guy. Um, Let's see what the next letter says. Okay, dear Tony. Oh, by the way, anyone that wants to write in the show to the mailbag, we love it. I don't think I mentioned the email address yet. It's uh, send it to chicagotonyv at gmail.com. And uh, I'll read it on the show. It's fun. I never look at these things before. Now the money pennies filter them for me so I don't say something stupid. (laughs) And they weed some out. But uh, I don't look at them before the show, which to me makes it really fun. Dear Tony, I have kind of a weird one that I want to run past you. My brother is 34 years old and he still lives with our parents. It's the stereotypical living in the basement situation. He works sometimes but not regularly and I have no idea if he is even contributing financially to do his part. My main problem is I am letting this affect me in my day to day. I think about it way more than I should. And it gets me down. If I'm being honest with myself, I am embarrassed by my brother and even a bit embarrassed by my parents at this point. Anyway, thank you for letting me vent. This is from John from Rosedale, Maryland. Rosedale, Maryland. I wonder if that's near Georgie girl. Rosedale. I must remember to ask Georgie girl if that's near her. Who knows? Uh, John, interesting letter, interesting letter. And you know, what's funny. This is one of those questions that is probably the timing is just right. Now it, it may be in my case. And what, what I mean by that first is that had I read your letter two, three weeks ago, I might've had a different answer than I have today. Part of the reason is I just saw my dear old mom over the weekend and I mean she's elderly and it's great for her to be around her kids it's great I think she would be now my little brother lives two doors down I think she would be super pleased if uh, if I were living in the basement I think she'd be like hey awesome now the other reason that I might be seeing things differently is I think uh, by today my uh Liver has probably spent most of the glycogen that was uh, sitting in there. And I'm on some sort of, I'm on some sort of, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Anyway, John, here's the thing. Couple things. There's a silver lining to everything is my feeling. I have found so many times in life when something seems like it sucks and you want to change it and you, things are going your way or whatever. I have noticed so many times, well, there's actually a benefit from whatever it is. There's always a silver lining. So in the case of your parents, it may be a blessing. Maybe your brother doesn't fit the mold of, uh, you know, a, a grown adult. You know, but in some way that might be, he might be a real comfort to your parents. Maybe there's at least a chance. 
And so I would be inclined to maybe cut some slack. Like again, if I use my mom as an example, if she were alone on an island, like she didn't have family right nearby. And as I said, my little brother's two doors down. I think it would really suck for her, you know? I assume if he's 34, I mean, they're no spring chickens. Maybe they're getting to the point where they just kind of like it. It will be a struggle with the house if the parents pass on. Yeah. Tank says, my kids were on the 18 and 30 plan. They turn 18. They have 30 days to get out. (laughs) I mean, you know, but that's another example, Tank, of that's one way to go. And that, too, has a silver lining. I'm sure I'm sure you know, partly I I could imagine that maybe I could imagine your kids thinking to themselves, this is bullshit. My dad's such a hard ass or whatever. Well, there's silver linings to that way too. Right. I'm sure they're much more self-sufficient. It, 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 you know, if they weren't already self-sufficient, it forced them to, all right, let's, let's face reality here. We got to be, become adults bootstrap. Tank says they can visit for a week at a time. So, John, the other thing, John, you can't control other people. So don't let the fact that your brother's living with your parents bum you out. That's that's not going to help anyone. There's nothing you can do about it. Someone read me or uh, typed the uh, serenity prayer in the live stream yesterday. Maybe you got to look that up. It's like there's things you can control, things you can't control. Don't let it bother you. That would be my advice. Yeah, and so Tank says he told the kids when they were young, so there were no surprises. I think that's very good. Yeah. And, you know, some some parents are like that, and I think it's great. It, it Like, uh, I have friends who, you know, when their kids were in grade school, it's like, just so you know, you're going to college, but you're also paying, or you're paying for half or whatever. They knew way up front what the expectation was. Okay, next letter. Dear Tony... Why do so many people who could afford to give a handout to a homeless person choose not to do it and just walk on by without giving anything? It seems overly cruel to me. And don't they get that if we all pitched in, we could obliterate homelessness in like a week's time? I love your podcast and thank you. This is from Laura from Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, Laura, I can tell you're a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart. God love you. Um, and I'll, I'll so I'm going to start out by saying I'm one of those people who, uh, when I'm passing homeless people, for sure, more often than not, I got to. I'm going to take care of them a little bit. I t- I think I talked about on the show, or maybe it was after the show. I can't remember. I think it was after the show. Maybe I, anyway, it doesn't matter. I came in contact with a, there was a guy in his nineties who was panhandling and it's like, I can't have it. So I really tried, I tried to help him out quite a bit that day. But having said that, I mean, okay. So why do people not do it? I mean, there's a re I would say there's a reality out there that, um, you know, first of all, homelessness probably exist because 
there's a whole bunch of mental illness. It's not like totally competent people like who are who are very healthy and stuff. I don't think they often fall into homelessness. I think that it usually involves some sort of there's there's some sort of mental illness there. I sh- I should uh, maybe uh, the great Tim McCarthy on the 2010 Minutes podcast could do a show on this. I'll bet he would know. He would probably know the stats and all that stuff. But so um but then the other thing is there's going to be maybe a subset of those people that uh, maybe there's like addiction and that sort of thing. And I think it's valid to look at those people and say, well, if I give them money there, it's going to, it's going to go to drugs, you know, which maybe isn't the best. Maybe if, if we're dealing with uh, someone with addiction, maybe by withholding money, they're hitting rock bottom sooner, you know? Maybe that that could be it. I'm just trying to give you ideas, Laura, on why someone would not. I mean, and then the other thing is, I mean, sometimes like someone living in D.C., they probably pass 100 homeless people a day. You can't just you can't just go handing out cash to 100 people a day every day. It is going to grow into hundreds. I saw I was in New York City once. I was on the uh, Staten Island Ferry. Robo, have you ever ridden on the Staten Island Ferry? Maybe we can ride it together someday. I had I saw a I saw a homeless person give money to another homeless panhandler. It floored me. It was the coolest thing I had ever seen. It's like the one homeless person knew, oh my god, this person's worse off than I am. And gave this other person money. It was it was fabulous. Sofa Sofa says, "All hail the prophet Tony V." Audio gods. <laughs> Thank you, Sofa. It's very nice to hear. Oh wait, Nutmeg. Uh, this is a dumb way of thinking. Um, OFC. They're gonna use drugs. I I don't know what OFC stand. Does that stand for something? You abuse drugs like that not because you already have reached rock bottom. Yeah, I don't know, Nutmeg. I'm happy to get some re- redirection here on my thinking. Yeah, maybe I'm not thinking clearly. I don't. I don't exactly what know what your point is though. Um, confused Kryptonian. Hi, Tony. Late again. How is everything? And what is being discussed? <laughs> Lots of stuff. We're in the mailbag right now, crypto. Oh, it means of course. Thank you, Robo. All right, let me read it again this, uh, from Nutmeg. This is a dumb way of thinking. Of course they're going to use drugs. You abuse drugs like that, not because uh, you already have reached rock bottom. I guess my thinking, and again, maybe this is like totally flawed thinking, like isn't... So if a drug addict is has a whole lot of trouble, it's just a gigantic pain in the ass getting a fix and all that stuff. Aren't they maybe more inclined to just finally seek help or whatever? It's just this is too much. It sucks so bad, you know. I I'll be the first to say I don't really know what I'm talking about, so maybe I'm way off. Maybe I'm way off. 
Sofa, Sofa, am I still in Chicago? No, I'm not. I had to flee the city like 22 years ago. I am, uh, I am holed up in a nondescript location. I'm in the Midwest. Ish. All right. And, uh, I gotta be careful about my whereabouts. I only let this super, super, uh, special people into my inner circle. Shit. Um, and so it's gotta be that way. Sometimes I lean on my audio board here. Let's see, 7753. So anyway, uh, but Laura, you have a big heart. Good for you. And like I said, I so many times I do give to the homeless. It's just the way I'm wired. Okay, next letter. Dear Tony, my boyfriend and I have been living together for almost a year. And things are going pretty well. We get along great and our apartment feels like home for the both of us. Here's my issue. He makes about three times the salary that I make, yet we split the rent down the middle. In my heart of hearts, this doesn't seem fair. What do you think? Am I looking at this wrong? Should I let it go or share with him how I'm feeling? This is from uh, Kelly J from Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, Kelly, very interesting. Very interesting letter. Okay, so you're living with your boyfriend. Things are going great. You're sharing an apartment. You're paying 50-50, but he makes a lot more money than you do. That's it. So if I if I understand this all correctly. Now, Robo, right out of the gate, she says, uh, not enough information on this one. Good morning, Yak. Good morning. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, so I, and maybe Robo's right. Maybe we need a little bit more info, but I'll speak in general terms. Uh, you're okay. Here's the way I look at it. It's like, you're not, you're not really, you're, you're not married. Okay. You're, you're, you have a relationship, but you're not married. So I think it's kind of maybe a little bit shakier ground. I mean, let's think about it. If you were married, then obviously, I mean, it's all the same money. Basically, it's all your money, but you guys aren't there yet. I think the whole idea with dating is, you know, you are in a sense still separate people. You're not as together as you would be maybe down the road, you know. Um. Anyway, oh, Nutmeg came back on my other comment. Let it read it. Let me read it on the homeless people. Nutmeg says, no, you're not way off. I just meant that not giving them money because it will go to drugs is dumb. Because in the short term, they need it. Better help them in the long term, and the drug problem will get better gradually, naturally. I got it. I got it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, now Robo, she, this, uh, Kelly does not say how long they've been living together. I don't, oh, no, sorry. For almost a year, she says. Now, she doesn't say how long they've been together, like as a couple. They've just been living together for almost a year. I don't know. Part of me says, like, she should tell him because uh, communication. I mean, if this is the way she's feeling, she's got to get her feelings off off her chest. Um, so, it's a tough, but again, 
I think, I don't know. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Uh, can you get this? I don't have my wallet. Oh, really? It's funny how that always happens. With Bimo Harris, you don't need your wallet. You can get money from... Let's see. Nutmeg also says, I meant that the drug is their comfort in an already rock-bottom-like situation. I get it. Yeah. And I think... I mean, yeah. It, 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 they are... It, I mean, if you're home, if you're a homeless drug addict, I'm. I mean, hello. That how can that not be rock bottom? So I think I see what you're saying, Nutmeg. And uh, no problem, buddy. You know, we're all we're 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 all good people in this show, and welcome. We do this every morning, by the way, Nutmeg. Uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern time. So keep coming back, man. Yeah, Robo says, still not enough information. I would say that's true, Kelly. But uh, maybe one last idea for Kelly. Um, just w woven in your letter is, I think, uh, reason to be grateful. All right? Because you're in a relationship. Things are going pretty well. You get along great. It feels like home for both of you. Okay? That's really, really good. So just be careful, Kelly. All right? Who knows? Maybe he's uh, taking that extra, that money he's saving and saving up for a ring. Who knows? Nutmeg just followed me. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for that. Yak says the only drug I do is Chicago, the Chicago Tony V show. <laughs> Yak, I'm on, I figured out Twitch. All right. Let me know after the fact when uh, what your schedule is looking like let's just do a, a little improv okay on twitch so we can further and that that can be uh later today i'm free over the weekend you let me know help me help you help me help you help me let's see 759 holy cow let me uh try and fit another letter in hey tony Fellow business owner here, here's my issue. I have two employees who are very reliable during business hours and generally do a great job. However, after hours and at odd times, if something is needed, they aren't nearly as reliable. So how do I get them to be fully committed and dedicated on a 24-hour basis rather than just during business hours? Thank you and love the show. This is from Edward G. from Lima, Ohio. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Ed. Okay, so let me get this straight. You have employees. They're awesome when the business is open. It sounds like they're great. They're committed. They do what they need to do. But then you're saying after hours, they're just not crazy committed to, to your business. I Honestly, I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, Ro Robo's correct. It would be nice to know what business you're in. But I mean, I, so again, I'll speak kind of in general terms. Uh, I think the best employees are the ones that, uh, of course, they're committed, etc. But then also they have like full lives outside of, you know, the job, right? You don't. I don't know that you really want someone that, where their whole life is your business, you know, unless, I mean, unless pay for them. Yeah, it sounds like he wants someone to be on call 24-7, kind of. 
So I would just say pay them more. If you you got to communicate the expectation to them and expect to have to pay for it, especially in this current market. Edward G. from Lima, Ohio. I mean, people are having, I'm sure you know if you have employees, people are having a hell of a time filling jobs as it is. So, you know, I think you got to talk to them, but be prepared to be fair. You can't ask people to for your business to be their their life's mission, okay? That's your life's mission maybe, but it can't be theirs. Depends on how they're paid too. Wager salary says uh, Muda22. Yeah, I guess if they're hourly, then they would be paid for overtime and all that stuff. So I'll bet the, his people are salary, right? I don't know. Anyway, let's do one last letter because we're having so much fun on a Friday. It's 801. Happy Friday to everyone. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Hey, subscribe to the podcast, The Chicago Tony V Show. If you want to catch up on old old episodes, etc., 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 go ahead and do that. And uh, and also be on the lookout. We're, we're going over to Twitch. Anyway, these are some lazy letters today, says Robo. <laughs> because they're not giving us enough information, you think, dear? Yeah, they're a little vague. Maybe we can finish strong. Let's see what the last one is. Where did my letters go? It looks long. It looks long. Okay, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Last letter. Dear Tony, my niece is stunningly beautiful, and this has opened countless doors and pocketbooks for her, <laughs> if you know what I mean. She is 24 years old and seems to have the world by the tail. Wealthy suitors lavish her with far more than she needs or should ever want. As her godfather, I have tried very hard to be a positive and protective force in her life. I've tried to teach her that looks fade and that she may one day need to rely on other gifts such as smarts, experience, etc. If she were your daughter or niece, how would you communicate these types of ideas to her? Thank you for your consideration. This is John B. from Philadelphia. Um, let's see. How, what do you think about that letter, Robo? I think that I, th I think I get the flavor. You have a niece that's, uh, gorgeous. She's a hottie and she is, uh, realizing the, that there's actually like a market value for that. And I think some ladies, you know, figure this out. I, th I think this is. A natural part of of life maybe maybe now but I'm with you John I think it's difficult to see uh, because she doesn't have perspective right this is all she's ever known she probably like very very beautiful people you know they're just treated differently I think this is nature so she doesn't she doesn't know what's coming like have, have any of you guys seen the pictures of an elderly Bridget Bardot. Maybe, John, here's one idea. Show her some Bridget Bardot pictures in her prime and then show elderly Bridget Bardot pictures. I don't mean to shit on Bridget Bardot. But I'm just saying, 
quite a difference, quite a, a difference in appearance. So I think the spirit of what you're getting to, John, is right on. I mean, and I would say this too. Sometimes when you talk to a young person and you try to get them to think about things in a certain way, sometimes uh, even if it seems like they didn't get it or they weren't listening, it, it, it might still be in there. It might be one of these deals where what you have tried to teach her is going to be rattling around in her head a little bit and the, and she's going to get it over time. Um, Robo says, yeah, it's all she's ever known. Some people don't have work ethic. I think you're born with it. Beautiful or not beautiful, some people want to work for their own shit. Some people don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Part of me thinks, too, for John's niece that, uh, I mean, life has a way of uh, teaching. Like, she will learn these lessons one way or another if she needs to over time. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think like, beautiful people probably, probably it's actually not a very easy way to go through life, believe it or not. Because, again, that stuff never lasts. Or rarely. It rarely. Um... It seems like, uh, who's the uptown girl? Christy Brinkley. Somehow, she might be an alien or I don't know, but she's, she has not changed in like 30 years, 40 years. Yeah, I agree with Nutmeg. Don't condescend to her, but I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're not. You know, you I can tell you care about her, John. But yeah, don't, uh, you can't, yeah, you can't talk to a, nunks, a youngster like they're thick-headed, right? So I agree with that. I don't know. Consider giving her my email, though, John, if you'd like me to talk to her directly. <laughs> Just kidding. So, Robo, you think work ethic is uh, is an inborn trait? So you think someone that doesn't have a good work ethic is, can't develop one over time? Is that kind of what you're getting at? I'm curious to hear. Also, I also noticed that uh, Mutha22 followed me. Thank you for the follow. Yep. Robo says, yeah. So I struggle a lot with uh, this idea that uh, people are who they are, it, like nature versus nurture, right? What I want to believe is that we can all work ourselves into what we want to be. But then sometimes I worry that we are too much nature so in other words, like if if we're so nature, that would kind of say, I'm going to be eating Count Chocula, Count Chocula next week. Mutha says, if you say you're born with it, that suggests they can't learn or change. Not sure if that's true or not yet, but I believe people can get better at, at working. I hope that's the case. Oh, so Robo says, no, I didn't say... They can't develop it, but some people just don't have it. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, some people are wired that way. Um, sorry, Robo. Sorry. Clarification. Everyone, happy Friday. It's been an absolute pleasure spending time with you guys. Welcome to the newbies. 
Nutmeg, and Mutha22. Good to chat with you guys. Thanks for the follow. Just so you guys know, Reddit uh, is not going to alert you next time I do the live stream. on it. The alerts don't work anymore. It's kind of weird. Um, but, uh, you know, just know we do the show same time every morning, Monday through Friday. So the next time I'll be on is Monday morning. It's tremendous to see everybody. I, I want to, uh, we're totally in the home stretch with Georgia girls condition. She's going home next week, next week. What a celebration that's going to be marvelous. Okay. I love you people. And I like you even too. You're good people. Thank you for spending your morning with me. It's an absolute pleasure. It's an honor. And, uh, have a great weekend. I'm going to be up on Twitch a little bit experimenting. So maybe I'll see some of you guys up there. I'll see some of you guys up on the discord for sure. Um, thank you for a great time until we meet again, whenever that is, I just want to remind you don't take any shit from anybody. Okay. All right. See you next time.